Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. I've uh, been reading a lot about what's going on in Cape Town, South Africa. As they face a, a, a crisis situation, the water is, their water's almost run out. I read something about the major dam in the area being down to 7.9% of its capacity. And as it gets to the bottom, you can't use that water anyway because of impurity. So there's very little water left in the Cape Town area. Four million people in uh, Cape Town proper, from what I understand. And when the water runs out, what happens to them? And why has it been allowed to get to the situation that it's in? What's going on? Giovanna Gerby is a resident of Cape Town. She's also a broadcast reporter. And uh, I've talked to Giovanna on a number of occasions over the years about what's been going on in South Africa. And Giovanna, this is a Thank you for taking the time. It's just after midnight for you, so I'm really appreciative of your, of your joining us. This is a this is a terrifying situation that you're facing. Good afternoon, Roy. Indeed, it is. It is. Catonians are in a state of despair. We uh, feel helpless. There's lots of anger, and our mayor Patricia Delaw on Friday said that Cape has got to the point of no return which means that we are hurtling along to the 21st of April, which is exactly in three months' time. And that day is being dubbed as Day Zero, the day when the taps are going to be switched off. We will not have a drop of water coming out of our taps. And this is going to lead to all kinds of problems, sewage problems. Businesses will grind to a halt, especially those who, that are dependent on water. Uh, imagine restaurants, eateries, those kinds of things that have to maintain uh, standards of hygiene. Um, and Cape Town, for anybody, any of your listeners who've been to Cape Town, uh, it's a world-class city. Um, we are a developing country, but Cape Town most certainly is a beautiful city with 4 million residents, uh, lots of beautiful landmarks, and it's very dependent on the wine industry. And I've seen some of our South African wines on your shelves from the Western Cape in Canada. And it depends a lot on tourism. And we've just come out of our main summer holidays where everything shuts down from the middle of December to uh, the middle of January. The children started their new um, schooling last week, the new term, the new annual school year. And so summer holidays are done. And normally in Cape Town we see a lot more tourists. Uh, but I think a lot of people were forewarned, so other South Africans who travel to the Western Cape were really put off by coming to Cape Town in hotels. They've taken away bath plugs. Um, so it's really, really quite a scary situation that we're in at the moment. So why did this happen? I, I understand that there's been a significant drought for a number of years, but what led, ultimately, what, what were the factors that led to the situation that you're all in? 
Well, I think it's been a lot of bad planning, and there are so many analysts and climatologists that have spoken around this issue. Everybody has different points of view, and nowadays when you ask somebody, you say, hello, how are you? Everybody used to say, oh, my back is sore, I've got a headache. Now it's, oh, my word, the water, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And there's really been a lot of bad planning in this situation, no matter what you look at it. Uh, but one of our, our online journalists uh, last week said that if we start blaming, you know, we can't drink blame. So there is a lot of blame going around, especially for normal citizens who are angry, who don't understand why this is happening. So South Africa is, in general, a water-scarce country. Johannesburg had a bit of a drought situation at the beginning of the year, and that got resolved by the city authorities and the ANC putting off water for a number of hours per day, and they got through it. They, they had summer rainfall, which is about now, whereas we have winter rainfall. Autumn starts in around April. And we've had three years of dry weather, dry winter. So from April to September, hardly any rain. The, the dams have just started getting emptier and emptier. And I think the in, in the Western Cape, we have the, the Democratic Alliance, which is the opposition party. And this is the only province in the, out of our nine provinces that is ruled by a party that isn't that of Madiba of the ANC. And water is a national competency. So the opposition party, the Democratic Alliance in Cape Town, has been appealing to national government for some kind of in- intervention. But whichever way you look at it, everybody has started way too late. Mm-hmm. Um, this so is the a- officials were thinking that last winter it would rain. They were hoping for rain in 2017. It never came. And I think they're still hoping that it's going to rain to get us out of this dire situation uh, that we are in. We're also really stuck in the middle of a very difficult political situation where we are going to have general elections next year and the ANC whose national government is in charge of this national resource of the of the water and it's their competency um, I had a feeling that they're going to save us at the last minute uh, by some kind of by injecting more money into it the Western Cape hasn't really got a lot of money from national government to sort out this problem and we have a lot of problems within the city structures. Our mayor has been, on Friday, she was, as recently as that, she was stripped of her powers to oversee all the water projects in the Western Cape. Um, there's a lot of infighting within the Democratic Alliance, and she's facing corruption charges. She's absolutely astounded um, that she's been stripped of her powers, but the whole mayoral committee of water and sanitation is now going to be overseeing uh, water in in the city, and she's going to be fighting it. So we have national governments that, I don't know, some people are saying that they're quite glad that the Western Cape, a DA-led province, is in this tricky situation. Um, meantime, in the city council itself, there are massive problems, um, and she's going to probably head to court this week coming uh, to contest all her powers being stripped. But everybody has now taken a very long way to explain it. But I think the political situation is really important. And 
We have the city structures where there's a lot of infighting. We then have provincial and national. Um, so we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah. in this in this. You know, just to hear you describe what's happening politically and to know that it's even possible that political parties in their own interests would allow this situation to fester and allow four million people to first of all be terrified of what may occur and if the taps are shut off what happens after that is anyone's guess i mean we don't know how no one knows how people will react and i want to talk to you in a moment about the resources that are available but the entire picture is one where you go to you wake up in the morning and you're afraid and you go to bed at night and you're afraid and if you have the city uh, politicians the mayor stripped of her powers that speaks at least to me from a distance again, of uh, someone having a political interest and using that political interest to the max. We'll come back in just a moment with Giovanna Gerby. She joins us from Cape Town, South Africa, where April 21st is projected as being the day when the taps will be switched off, where four million people will no longer have water. Four million people, no longer water. They may get a small daily ration they'll have to go and pick up, but they won't be able to turn on their, their taps, their faucets, and just get water. You think about that. And right now, from what I understand, the temperatures are massively high in, uh, in the Western Cape, and the wind is blowing. And that will cause problems for whatever water's left in the dams. We'll continue with our conversation with Giovanna Gerby on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network after this. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. And follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Listen back to anything you choose on The Roy Green Show page on the website of the Chorus Radio Station you're listening to, including my interview with Giovanna Gerby. We're speaking with Giovanna now from Cape Town, South Africa. She's a resident. She's also one of the most highly respected reporters in South Africa. Uh, Giovanna, the picture that you're painting is, is frankly terrifying. Uh, what water resources do you have available in Cape Town, and what other possibilities are there? The, the really scary part is that the authorities knew as far back as 2001 uh, that the Western Cape would run into a problem. And the water resources that we have at the moment, we have six major dams, and the average is sitting every Monday, they do a calculation, according to wind and evaporation, how hot it's been. Last week, the dams were sitting at 28.6%. The last 10%, so effectively, we've only got 18.6% of potable water left because the last 10% is totally unusable due to the poor quality. It's very um, near the silt and the bed of the, the, the dam. Um, and we've been experiencing extremely hot summer conditions at the moment. I'm sure you would love them. Um, so you did tell me that it's about two degrees from where you are. It's balmy um, now. We had about, sorry? It's balmy now at, at three degrees. <laughs> balmy, two degrees. <laughs> well, I can tell you, we're very, very balmy. 
Um, there's about 35 degrees at the moment, and the water in the dams is evaporating. We were forecasted had predicted a bit of rain for this evening, and there is nothing. It is boiling, um, and it's, it's really a problem. So the, the resources, the, if you remember the Australian situation, when they went through a similar drought, they started immediately building desalination plants. For the last six months to eight months, uh, the officials have been talking about desalination plants, but a major, we're surrounded by the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean, so it's really, really an obvious choice. Um, but a, a big and effective desalination plant is going to take about three years to build, which isn't going to help us with our situation now at all. Mm-hmm. Treating wastewater, a little bit of that is happening. And they are watering, in Cape Town we have 25 golf courses, a lot of that treated effluent uh, water is going onto our golf courses. And then they are tapping into under Table Mountain. We have um, various aquifers extending, but there was a problem in the states where um, a whole aquifer was drained about 50 years ago, and the farmers are still suffering the consequences. So our authorities are really proceeding exceptionally cautiously um, with draining too much water out of the aquifers. So if we put all these factors together, desalination, treating wastewater, and tapping into the aquifers, we will only get literally a drop in the ocean of what we need at the moment. Um, Let's say at the beginning of 2017, uh, Cape Town and residents were using about 1.2 million litres of water. We've managed to bring that usage down, cut it, slash it in half, and we're now using about 620,000 litres per day of water. Um, So I think we've done extremely well. But the authorities still want us to slash it even more. We haven't managed to reach a target that they set of 500,000, so we're about 120,000 over the limit. Um, And the city effectively needs about 5 billion rand, which is around 500 million Canadian dollars. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So what they've started doing is hiking water prices. If you are a consumer that consumes more than 50,000 litres of water a month, you're going to be slapped with 2,000 Canadian dollars every month. Um, And residents themselves have been quite innovative as far as as putting in tanks. We've had a few days of rain, um, not nearly enough to make any kind of dent in the dam or any kind of difference. People have been putting well points and boreholes, and surprise, surprise, on Friday, um, the council said that people are not allowed to use that, the boreholes anymore um, as this is draining the underground resources. Uh, so we really, really are in big trouble. Yes, you all are. We're infighting all nationals' unwillingness to, to kind of help us um, has put us in this very precarious position of not enough planning. You know, we should have had done the planning Let's say eight months ago, they should have put tougher restrictions in place. Mm-hmm. And on day zero, in three months' time, they're saying that we're not going to have any water in our taps. Can't at imagine. All. Um, and at the moment, we are restricted to 87 liters per person per day. That that restriction is going down to 50 liters per person per day. I think the average in Canada or the worldwide um, usage is about 250 liters per day. And is it not also the case that they are talking about? ultimate reductions to 25 liters per day. Yeah, we are going to be, apparently, if the taps are turned off, we are going to be queuing for water. 
Um, the city does not stay talking about it. The, prim, the Western Cape Premier tomorrow is going to be visiting a brewery as they have a natural spring where they make the beer. People are already collecting water, and I think it's a little bit misleading when you see on international channels like CNN people holding plastic bottles collecting water. That isn't really happening at the moment. Yeah. Um, people are going to the spring to augment their use at home, um, but that very well is going to be the reality um, come the 21st of April. Um, they, but the city, the questions have been asked to them, the safety and security. What is going to happen? Where are we going to, to get water when the taps are turned off? They're saying that there's going to be about 200 sites around Cape Town where we will be able to collect water. Um, imagine, Roy, 4 million people queuing at 200 different sites. Just do the math. You will see there will be, you will be queuing. What is going to happen to people who work, the old, the infirm, um, people who have young children, um, people who don't have transport, because our transport isn't in the best situation either. So how are you going to collect 25 litres of water? And, and the new thing that they've said is we're going to have to pay for that water that we collect at collection sites. So what? Are we going to get cash? Are they going to be set up for credit cards? Um, are they going to come up with a coupon system? Put it on your bill? How many people are they going to figure out living in your house? Um, it really is an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now sitting on level 6 uh, B uh, water restrictions coming to effect on the 1st of February. That's when the 50 litres per person come into effect. Right. Um, no watering of lawns, gardens, washing cars, filling up your pool has been taken place. And we're only probably going to have water for cooking, showering for night. At the moment, what we've been told is about two liters for cooking, uh, a 90-second shower, one toilet flush per day. Um, so, you know, it is... It, what about hygiene standards? No, I understand. I I'm, I'm, I'm say I understand. I'm trying to understand. It's a, it's a crisis situation that you're facing. Giovanna, can, uh, I'd like to speak with you again as we get closer to this April the 21st. And hopefully the international community can do something to, to help. I have to, I have to uh, go now, but I, I thank you so much for joining us late at night in, in Cape Town and uh, critical situation. We'll stay in touch. Not, I'd, like to, I'd like people to, to continue to understand what it is you're facing. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Giovanna. Take good care. Giovanna Gerby in Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. It's a real crisis, a real crisis. Um, you can change gears entirely. Have you ever spent time in a traffic court? If you have, call me now at 800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. If you've ever been to traffic court, I want to pick your brain. Call me.